Hello, and welcome to the Gloss Over Podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Caroline. We're two dynamic voices and a microphone dedicated to exploring the power of radically honest conversations to discover ourselves and connect with each other. Join us in taking a deep dive into topics that we just can't gloss over. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Gloss Over Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Megan Whalen, content creator and cosmetologist. Hey, gang. It's Caroline Trudeau. I'm your other co-host and an experienced innovator and digital strategist. Hey, hey. Good morning. It's 6 a.m. Good. That's when episodes launch, people. Okay. <laughs> Up and at them, y'all. I don't I don't know. It's more like noon, but that's okay. It's whatever time. That's the beautiful thing about the podcast. Yeah. They're bingeable. We're listening to them whenever. Love that for us. Okay. Uh, bingeable. It's bingeable. So appropriate. Yeah. So there's a burning, I have a burning desire to talk to you about this. Um, okay. I think it's impactful. I think it's important. I think it ha- it touches on all the things that we we here at the Glossover Podcast care about, which is like mental health, wellness, um, you know, spiritual alignment, metaphysical, you know, wrinkle-free all the things that we care about here. Oh. Um, and it's kind of a heavy thing, so I want to get your permission before we dive in. Uh, and it's very personal to you. But you shared publicly on all the socials that you celebrated recently uh, one year without alcohol. And mm-hmm. obviously, I'm very proud of you. Obviously, I knew that. Obviously, you know, I'm, I've am i been sort of behind the scenes, but you, you made it public. And now I would like to know, are you ready to sort of dive in and have that talk. Are you ready to talk about it on the podcast? Are we ready to make this a topic that we just can't gloss yeah, over? I think it's fucking important. Yeah, I think we are. Um, yeah, I think I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, the I guess the backstory real quick is that on January 1st was my one year alcohol free. She's been sober for a year, honey. So um, I felt like... I felt like it was a it, kind of a milestone, you know, like when you do something for one year, it's like, okay, it doesn't matter what it is. Or you abstain from something. Um, it's not even just the doing. It's the, it's the, the abstaining is difficult. It's the not doing as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to use my voice about it. I just didn't know exactly how to do it. So all of this is sort of like trial and error and, yeah and figuring out like what is appropriate to talk about. Um, So I just made that little post, you know, it's like, hey, one year sober, yay. And I gotta tell you that one of the reasons why I'm ready to open up a little bit more about it is because of the response that I got to that post. Overwhelming support. It was unbelievable. I mean, it's still coming in, it's still trickling in. It's literally um, probably the most engagement, like to use social media metrics, you know, like the most engagement ever. Uh, the most love shared through the digital information superhighway. Um, but what has surprised me the most are, uh, you know, sort of the personal message behind the scenes mm-hmm. that have shown up from places that I really did not expect. Um, and like Ooh. very, very personal messages of support and and of me too. Mm. 
Yeah. So what I've, um, me too, in I've been sober for X amount of time to, oh, I'm also toying with not drinking. You know, it's, it's January. It's the end of January. A lot of people have done the dry January thing. And I feel like it was, it, you know, it's, it's a good time to, to just open up a little bit more about yeah. it. Yeah. And so so when, thanks for bringing it up. When you, well, because I'm so proud of you. This is why I bring it up because it's a oh, major thanks. accomplishment and you've done something that's fucking difficult, right? And I think that there are other folks out there in the world that have potentially been where you are, you know, uh, or haven't, or, you know, on either side of it, either ahead of it or behind it. Maybe that's where Mm -hmm. people are. And I think that our, our stories are always worth sharing. That's why we have a podcast. Right. Um, yeah, but so just to to kind of go back, cause you said that you, you had stopped in January. Was it like, cause obviously you were like, I'm going to do dry January and yeah. like we'll see how it goes or were you like we're just gonna do dry january and then then i'm done i'm just gonna did you set yourself a small goal or was the intention always to like eliminate it completely yeah it's i don't really know actually i what i did was i got on the Jan- dry january bandwagon mm-hmm. Because it's really easy. There's a lot of people that are doing right. that. And you don't really have to explain yourself around dry January. It's just like, oh, I'm doing dry January. Yeah. And people yeah. leave you alone. And they're like, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but if I go back, you know, I knew that I needed to cool my jets severely. Right. And, you know, for all the people that have shared one or 17,000 drinks with me, you know, and and it's just part of my personality. Like I go fast, I go hard, and you know I have no breaks mm-hmm. when it came to alcohol. So I was like, I have got to just like reset. Um, and I had you know in the past asked myself like, do I drink too much? Okay, well, newsflash, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah, and I think when I think when people are and you're a very aware person, you're very self-aware, you you know a lot about yourself. You you and you're also your biggest fan, which I also tell you and I think that mm. that's that's <laughs> that's a really important. That's a good thing. That's not that's not a bad thing to ha- to happen. Um, because we we need support and you're there for yourself and so you recognize like this is an issue. I need to cool it. We need to like slow down. Um, and just to kind of give you some more support, um, you know, I know a lot of people who um, have been sort of in your position and are in your shoes and have sort of made the same choices. And it got me thinking, you know, how do we classify this kind of thing, right? Like you didn't have to detox, yeah. you didn't have to go to rehab. Um, and so I, I was kind of like, and I, I have no other friends who've done the same thing. They're like, I just, my drinking is problematic. I am a problematic drinker. It is a problem yes. for me because of X, Y, Z. These things in my life are happening because I've made this choice. And I now understand exactly. that it's not something that I can really uh, continue to, to, to experience, right? Um, yes. So it's kind of a gray area. Um, yeah. And everybody has a different uh, experience and relationship with alcohol. Absolutely. You just described mine. Like, thank yeah. you. Here, I'm here for you. Uh, you just <laughs> described mine. Like, I knew that it was something that I needed to look into. Um, and I knew that I needed to experience not drinking to see what my life would be like with no alcohol in it. And I knew that there was really, really important things happening in my life that I needed to be fully present for. Uh, one of those was my my brand new job. You know, I had started at Slalom back in September, October of 2019. Um, and I knew at the turn of the year that there was like great 
there is, there, there's a great opportunity in this company and, and coming in as a leader, um, coming in from the outside, I wasn't promoted from in it within, I was, I was brought in as a leader from the outside and, and quite frankly, being a woman, right? Like I'm taking one of these seats. Um, I needed to elevate. I, I really needed to be full with the important work that was ahead of me. And I knew that if I did that under the influence of alcohol, I like I had so many times before, I was just going to recreate the same. I, ju I just wanted to do more and to do better. So I, you know, there, there's a, such a spectrum when you talk about alcohol, you know, there's, there's, there's people who can have one. There's people who don't, there's people who abstain like me and then, and, and so many others uh, for whatever reasons. And then there's people who, yeah, I was gonna say there are people like me who have a drink once every seven months <laughs> because I just, I, and I have one and I'm, I'm pretty done. And that's kind of that for me. Yeah. You know. And then there's people who are, you know, that cannot do their lives without being under, you know, full influence. So there's just such a spectrum and there's so many different layers that, you know, coming into January last year, I didn't really know how to classify myself. You know what I mean? So from my observation, if I may share, and we can get more into Please sort of do. my side of it later, um, because this is a topic that is, uh, that I'm very passionate about for personal reasons. Um, and I will mm -hmm. share all that later. Um, yes. Thank you for opening up about absolutely. that and giving us space to do more that. Later, um, more later. More so later. I'm sensitive to alcohol. Back to me. Back to you. More later. <laughs> Uh, back to you. Um, I just I, no, but in all seriousness, um, I am sensitive to um, people's alcohol misuse. I won't call it abuse because I don't think it quite goes that far. Mm -hmm. Reminder, disclaimer: I'm not an expert. I'm not a licensed psychologist. I'm not a oh, licensed yeah. social worker. I'm not We're an addiction specialist. I'm none of the above. I am a girl with a lot of personal experience. Take it or leave right. it. Right. And, and, you know, we're two voices and a That's microphone, right. really. Exactly. So I, That's I, it. <laughs> I, I don't classify it as abuse. I classify it as misuse. Um, and I've had mm -hmm. a lot of people in my life who've experienced problem drinking or being a problem drinker. Uh, and while that might not be an official diagnosis of anything, um, I think it's a decent phrase that we can use to describe people who misuse alcohol but don't necessarily need medical treatment or peer support groups or like a spiritual awakening to stop or modify their drinking patterns, right? So mm, yeah. they are, in essence, um, if you find yourself with a sufficient, a sufficient reason for you to cut back, um, oftentimes that could be like an embarrassing situation, that could be a frightening experience. You're sort of identifying yourself like this is I, I this is signaling to me that I'm a problem drinker and I need to self-correct um yeah exactly and that's really all that is um you kind yeah, of so grow I, up I, a little bit and grow out of it and change your behavior and, it, and 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 it's 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 doable and I've had a lot of friends who have done it it's very successfully they're like you know what my drinking habits are problematic I don't like who I am and they list all the reasons for why it's an issue for them and that's it yeah yeah, for me, um, absolutely. I knew that, that, you know, there, there was something there. There was something that I needed to look into. Uh, I was a little scared uh, because, you know, there's such pressure to the finality of being sober. You know, it's like, oh, my last drink. You know, there's such there's such pressure that comes with that. Uh, for me, I knew that cutting back was not 
an, an option because I, like I said, have no speed. I'm either bored out of my mind or, you know, on full throttle. Like I just, and, and alcohol was no, was no difference. Um, but I knew that, uh, you know, some people experience blackout once or twice. I knew that, you know, I'm an experienced blacker outer. Mm -hmm. Like I have, um, many a times in my life, uh, woken up the next day and not remember what happened. Um, I also knew that, um, you know, sort of regret feeling. I, I don't like in my life, I live with no regrets in general. It's like a theme. It's a value. Yet I was having regrets when I was waking up the next morning from a bad blackout. So it's just not, there's no alignment there for me anymore. It's a core value violation um, at that point. Core value vi violation. Yep. And just like recognizing like, shit, I'm trying to be, I'm, I'm trying to live with no regrets. And then here I am waking up, you know, just was drinking too much. And it, it, the simple answer is like, I didn't want to have a hangover anymore. Yeah. I guess no joke. You wake up with a hangover and it's just like, but there is also sleeping is bad. Yeah, I think there's like that piece too. At least I've experienced it when I have gone over the edge where I have a lot of anxiety the next day because I, because I've blacked out, I don't remember what happened. And I'm like, Oh no, um, that's bad. What, what did I say? What did I do? What was the result? Yeah. Like that level of anxiety and that out of controlness is just so not tenable for me. And I think for you, yeah. you're sort of explaining something that's like, these are the things I want to manifest in my life. And these are the things that I want to have happen. And, and the behavior that I'm a part of is absolutely the antithesis of that thing. So I'm just fighting against exactly. myself. And like, I've got this habit in my life where I'm just sort of undoing all the good work that I'm trying to do, um, which is yeah, self-sabotaging exactly. essentially. But it's a very yeah. like real, it's a good realization I think to have, um, sort of whenever that comes up for you in your journey and, and to understand that, you know, you might be experiencing problematic drinking, but it's not necessarily alcohol use disorder. That is a, that is a completely different thing. Um, because mm -hmm. alcohol use disorder, you, your willpower and, and everything that, that you, you, you maybe recognize that you have a problem, but your willpower and desire to change is not enough to alter your behavior. That's not yeah, what you Yeah, I definitely, no, I don't. And I am, I'm very naive when it comes to all of these things. You know, what I am is a girl who decides every day to not drink. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. It's that simple. I'm not educated about the topic. Um, I'm not like, you know, I just, what I know is like, I know my experience with it. Mm -hmm. And it started with dry January last year. And then it was, oh, well, February is the shortest month of the year. Like you I know a lot of people months. that do dry February. Yeah. Right. I can go two months. So um, for, for the listeners, if you missed out on dry January, because there was a lot of shit that went down in January this year that would certainly uh, cause, you know, the, the change in behavior to be um, overlooked for a, a moment or 17. Mm. Um, you know, February is the shortest month of the year. Why not? Um, and then it turned into March. And, you know, I, I do have been heard to say in my cycle or my circle of very, very close friends, um, that, you know, COVID sort of gave me my sobriety, um, because that could have gone the other way. Like, I could have gone the other way, but it didn't. Right. And it's because at the time that we sort of locked ourselves into, um, solitude in my case, um, I had been sober for 10 weeks 
and I am way too stubborn. I wasn't going to give that up. I was like, no, fuck that. You're not taking that from me. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely not taking that from me. This is going to be mine to own. And, you know, I sort of just wanted to be like, yeah, I'm going to get to one year and I'm going to give you the, the middle finger COVID. And, you know, in fact, what COVID did is just made it a lot more, um, a, a lot easier to not succumb to temptation. Yeah. Because nobody was going out, right. all the social gathering that I was part of, you know, like the going going for a drink after work and all the things, you know, all of that was canceled. Yeah. So all I had was, you know, me, myself, no alcohol in the house and just like a commitment, like I said, to not drink every day. And you set yourself because up it, for success by not stockpiling it, not having oh, cocktails yeah, no. alone, like you did all the right oh, things. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know? I mean, I... I cocktails alone girl if 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 i hadn't made this choice last year or i guess the year before imagine um, i would be drunk right now i would be drunk right now like i literally would have been drunk at nine o'clock on i I would start i would have started drinking you know a little booze in the coffee at 6 a.m and just be passed out on my couch at four o'clock in the afternoon you know so so yeah so uh it turned into you know covid sobriety which is great and then you know i just like i just kept it going and um, yeah, so I thank you for making the space to talk about it. Um, yeah, so I make it sound simple. I know it's a really complicated topic. Um, well, it is simple. Topic. It's very simple. Eliminate bad <laughs> habits. That's simple as anything. Is that easy? It's, Absolutely not. It's like any exactly. other bad habit that you're trying to correct. It's like bad eating habits. It's like smoking habits. It's like any other habit oh, yeah. that anybody would have um, that that they know they need to change, that they they, they choose not to or whatever. It's simple, but it ain't easy. Those two things are not synonymous. And most of the time, simple yeah. things can be very difficult to do. So, you know, um, I yeah. did have a question like I mm. and I and if you don't want to answer it, you totally don't have to. Uh, but I'm curious oh boy. because this isn't obviously my experience. <laughs> um, when did you like when did you did you have like a come to Jesus? Like the, my drinking is problematic. Did you have a moment where you felt unsafe or you felt like wh- was there a turning point for you or was it simply just like I can't feel like shit. Nothing dramatic happened. I just I don't want to be hung over and like I want to be super crisp and focused and like creative as fuck and like have my faculties at all times kind of thing. Or was it like a big deal? Um, yeah, there was a moment actually. Um I think it was a series of moments, but like there was a tipping point and the tipping point was, um, you know, like a work related happy hour where, you know, I had to call somebody to come pick me up and, you know, it was the same story over and over again, um, as it had been for, you know, many times. Um, and I was like, okay, like enough is enough. I just started this job. Don't be that girl here, you know? So it was really, um, I, I think that was that was a tipping point. Um, there there was also folks who, you know, in my subconscious or conscious, there, there was folks that I know in my life who have made this choice. Uh, shout out to um, they know who they are. Yeah, we don't need to tell. There's, there's, we don't need to. Yeah. So, so, sidebar. Yeah. There's also this whole like anonymity that comes with sobriety, right? In, in in the circle of AA. So that's confusing sometimes to me because you're like, I want to talk about it, but am I supposed to be anonymous? Like anonymity by itself is, you know. So it's so like part of that is I'm also starting to learn my 
my voice when it comes to that thing for myself and then for a community that I frankly I'm just starting to to get to know because of that post because now people know that oh she's sober she's not the party girl we used to know like here's you know people are coming with a lot of support and I'm really excited to discover like a new I'm super curious about uh new communities and experiencing life you know sober and um, so anyway, that was a total side. So <laughs> obviously this is allowing you this like coming out. And I think it's great that you shared it. I think that, um, you know, it's a personal decision as of course, and people's health and wellness and mental health and all those things are, are their story to share. And you would never really want to like, I think the general rule of thumb is like, don't out anyone. But it sounds to yeah, me, exactly. it sounds to me, <laughs> shout out to nobody. Like, look, if you you're sober, you if you're gay, whatever it is, like, we're not here to out you, like, whatever, we're not whatever here to happens. Out you. Yeah, um, everybody has their own experience. Yeah, we don't want to, exactly. we don't want to violate etiquette. Um, but I, but have seen... I have to question, though, oh. do you, have you found greater connection once making that yes. announcement? Yes, I have. Exactly. And, and I had seen people who had just said, you know, statements, um, and who had said, you know, oh, I don't drink. I'll just have water or, you know, and that I was just like, oh, my gosh, I want to be like them. Like there, th- that seed was planted probably in Munich, to be honest with you. Um, and then I saw a few people that were really inspiring, um, that were going the long road and that were kind of open about, mm-hmm. you know, what they're going through and keeping it real and really authentic. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to be like that. Actually... <laughs> it, it kind of was like deciding to train for Ironman. Yeah. Like I was seeing people with their Ironman tattoo and I thought they were so cool and I wanted to be one of them. And I said, okay, I'm going to do it. Um, so the, the, the sobriety that I was seeing and people that were really inspiring to me, I was like, I want to be like them. Um, and so I'm just going to make this commitment like I did to Ironman and you train and you do it. And now it's like, I, I really like it. I love not having a hangover. Like that's my my quick answer. Like why did you, why did you quit? My quick quick answer is, oh, I just love life without a hangover. Yeah. It is so great. Yeah, it's so much better because hangovers, so especially. I mean, not to not not to not to out us here, but we're not twenty five anymore. <laughs> and um, you know, tell it to the people. And um, yeah, it's definitely like hangovers as you age are fucking awful. And I oh can't yeah, take super it. awful. Yeah, they're super terrible. Um. So yes, the connection um, to a brand new community, and you know, I'm a connection seeker. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. That's the thrive jam. on that. That is the jam. So the community that I'm beginning to discover because of that statement, and I think you know, because of maybe this podcast for the people who will will answer it or will listen to it, um, is really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it um, is, and it's it's really it's really it cool. is a community. Um, it's a community, and it's a special. It one. is. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I like I think we've said it 17 times. Everybody has a different experience. And if this can inspire somebody to, you know, just grab a little clarity about their relationship with alcohol, um, you know, I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. Um, And, you know, it's really important. I think I, I think this is why we do the podcast. Right. It's because we want to demonstrate we want to um, be the change that we want to see, which is engaging in difficult conversations and going deep and doing it in a respectful way, um, regardless of how naive we are about a topic or and regardless about our, our position. You know, we're just curious about um, how other uh, how each other, you know, you and I are living our lives um, and then how others um, can be 
call to action by our example setting here. So thanks for bringing it yeah, up, boo. I appreciate to, you um, for that. I did in preparation in the hopes that we would be able to chat about it. Um, ask a couple of, of my peers, my friends who have had a similar experience and I think would, I, I'm not speaking for them and I'm going to keep them anonymous, but um, would classify themselves as uh, problematic drinkers. And um, I asked them kind of the same similar question. It's like, when did you know it was an issue? When did, like, did you have a moment where you realized that it like wasn't working? Like, what are some, you know, what, what were some, what are some things that people can, can look out for and had a really good, like collaborative conversation around that kind of thing. And then I shared with them my observation of their drinking habits, um, and how it kind of made me a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and again, my story is different and, and my issue with other people's drinking is my issue. And again, that's a story for another day, but, um, I observed different things like, um, it was, it was, it was stopping them from doing things they love. Like they were too hungover to go to the football game or their tolerance mm-hmm. had changed. And I noticed that they were having to get more and more and more in to kind of get the same effect. And there was sort of like no stopping this train. Um, it seemed like alcohol was occupying a lot of their time. Like we would be doing something. Oh wait, we got to go to the liquor store. Let's go get like a couple bottles of something, something. It's like we would go clear across yeah. town to get like, this certain thing that we absolutely did not fucking need, right? And it's like, this is taking up way too much of our, our time. Um, they're missing work occasionally or like they're missing a meeting or they're coming in late. You know, just things like that. Or if they, you know, they, they would try to cut back and then like sort of betray themselves and then the next night it would be happy hour and they would throw that shit right out the window. Um, mm, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think anyone ever really, exp- none of my friends have ever sort of experienced um, legitimate withdrawals from abuse syndrome, like abuse disorder. Um, mm-hmm. They just, and if they didn't, if they were not able to drink, if they didn't have access to it, I don't know how disrupted they felt. Uh, and I'm actually, you know, I'm listening to you. Um, and, you know, all of that is something that I have to learn um, or, and I have to experience all over again. You know, I have not, you know, I, I have observed that, alcohol was part of my life before and it is still part of my life you know as a sober person um because there's a lot of it in our society um and and I um want to you know I want to honor that you know the I I don't want to judge right like I I just I people are on their own journey and I want to be respectful of that and uh, one of the things that I'm learning to discover, um, you know, with with you and with your sharing and with with others who have had different experiences, you know, on the receiving end of alcohol um, is, you know, is that is all new. Like, I never was one that observed people being drunk around me. I was always the one that was doing the do, right? <laughs> like, I was never, I have yeah. never been the girl that's sober. Yeah. Like, I've always been the drunk, loud party girl. So I'm like experiencing a whole new, um, yeah, a whole new wow. facet. That's yeah. a perspective. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I want to be, um, extremely, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I want to be extremely real about that. Yeah. I, I don't want to, you know, everybody like it, you do you, right? You do you boo. I, I'm all for it. If that, if that is, you know, getting, 
you know, hammered at happy hour. Like I did that one time, then fine. That one time. (laughs) Like there was one time. time. Like that one happy hour I got hammered at. All the happy hours. But um, yeah, like everybody has their own path with it. Um, And I want to be, I want to, I want to listen intently. I want to empathize and sympathize essentially um, with whatever stories people want to share. So I thank you for bringing that up. Maybe we do another topic on that side. Yeah, I mean, we can uh, we can dig all the way deep and, you know, talk about the other, what, it, what it's like for people that aren't, that are on the receiving end of a lot of that kind of thing, problematic drinking and abuse disorders uh-huh. and things like that. I mean, I'm, I'm down because she's got experience with it, boo, got experience, unfortunately boo. for me. Well, until then, yeah. So, um, what question do we want to ask the people? I don't know. Tell us about any experiences you've had um, with any of the above topic. Um, have you experienced yeah, it's problematic a, it's a, drinking? Do you are you is your partner like what like what's the tea? You can drop in the DMs. We'll keep you um, anonymous. What's your relationship with yeah, alcohol like? How are you? How are you doing with that? Yeah. I mean, I, I I would love if I could just have one glass of champagne, but I'm afraid I'm going to drink the whole bottle, right, honey. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm. great. So better to abstain. And until then, um, also tell them where they can yeah, talk to Yeah, go ahead over to Instagram things. and find us at Gloss Over Podcast. And you can also find us on the on the interwebs uh, at glossoverpodcast.com. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And until Thank next time. Thank you for being vulnerable. We appreciate you. Okay, love you. Bye. Mm, you're welcome. The end. Thanks for listening. Have a topic we just can't gloss over? Want to join in on the conversation? Hit us up on Instagram at glossoverpodcast or find us on the web at glossoverpodcast.com. Thank you.